Hi there, this is Pastor Bill Woods, still marooned up here in Sun Valley uh, with a broken leg. I haven't been able to get out of the house for any this week. Last time I was out of the house was last Sunday, and this next Sunday I get to go to church again where I will be preaching from a wheelchair at the First Baptist Church on First Avenue in Buffalo. You're welcome to come. Uh, Sunday school starts at 9.45, and it's worth your while. Uh, morning worship, where I will be preaching, starts at 11, and then at 6 o'clock that night, I will be there again, Lord willing, for a Bible study in Revelation. You know, I want to talk today about courtesy calls. Uh, I'm reading from the New King James Version, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. I've been getting plenty of those pushy telephone solicitors who don't want to take no for an answer. You know the kind I'm talking about. My phone is supposed to tell me if it's a spam call, so I don't answer, but sometimes it doesn't get around to warning me about it. In fact, one of those calls came in while I was working on this sermon. Wow, was he a smooth talker. Mr. Woods, this is a courtesy call on behalf of blah, blah, blah. He went on, credit card company, and we'd like to tell you about a limited time offer where you can borrow so much money and have this much credit and, and all. Usually these calls have to do with Medicare supplements or timeshare deals or free vacations someplace or solar panels, things that I really don't need and not really interested in. Sometimes when they're extra persistent, I tell them, now I'm going to hang up the phone right now, but you can keep talking to my phone line if you would like to. Or maybe I'm busy and I'm not really interested, but my dog's right here and he may be interested in what you're selling. Let me put him on. You can give him your spiel. When I said I'm not interested, sometimes it goes click. The receiver just suddenly goes blank and it goes back into its original position. You see, I wasn't about to listen to this guy's offer. Why? Because I've learned one thing about telemarkers. If you don't hang up on them quickly, you might end up buying something you don't really want. Then you'll be stuck with payments for who knows how long. Telemarkers are clever. They try to convince you that they're doing you a favor, thus the courtesy call. They want you to believe that they're about to share what they're about to share is really in your best interest and really an opportunity for life, and they're really trying to help you. Yeah, they want to help you right, right into making a decision that you won't really want to make and be stuck with for quite a long time. I got a I've, I have to credit telemarketers with one thing, though. When you quickly hang up on them, they usually don't call you back again that day. The guy that called me didn't call me again that day. He may call me again tomorrow or some other day, but for now, he's leaving me alone. When we lived in Seattle, I had a couple of unique experiences. We needed a car because our car was becoming a money pit. It was nickeling and diming us something terrible. Everything that could go wrong seemed to be going wrong most of the time all at once. I went to a car dealership uh, and the salesman said, oh, yeah, we've got a good deal for you. Let me take the keys to your car so our appraiser can see what we can offer you for trade-in. 
I handed him the keys in good faith, thinking that after the, the appraiser looked at the car, he'd bring the keys back. But he did not give me back my keys. Uh, he thought if he had held them long enough, I'd buy one of their cars before I left. I literally had to steal my car keys back. I saw them next to his computer in his cubicle. They were laying there, and I went in, and I got them and, and took them back. We went to... Uh, I left that, that dealership. The man kept saying, well, let me try, let me try. I said, no, you've already shown I don't want to deal with you. I went to another dealership and told the salesman I liked the car that he was offering to me, but I would have to pray about our decision whether to buy it or not. Well, the salesman said, well, I'll help you pray about it. I asked P-R-A-Y or P-R-E-Y. I especially love the presentation, you know, that we get for timeshares. Uh, Marty and I used to, on our day off, we tried to take Monday off when we were active in the ministry. We used to go uh, to see these timeshares just because we needed some place to go and kind of entertaining to see the presentations. And sometimes you'd get some kind of a token gift that seemed like it was worth going after. Well, the last one Marty and I suckered into was trying to sell us vacations. And I told the lady salesman that we didn't take many vacations and we really were just curious about what they had and wanted to hear. She asked me if we were there just to receive the gift that they were offering for listening to our spiel, to their spiel. I admitted that we wanted something to do and, and we were not really too interested in buying into their program and she said, well, please follow me. We had no idea where she was taking us. She led us to a door, opened it. We stepped through to find ourselves in the alley. She slammed the door shut, and there was no handle or anything to get back in, so we had to walk clear around the building to find our car. And the bad thing is I didn't even get one of the donuts that they were serving to customers. You know, Satan's a master telemarketer. His skills are razor sharp. His techniques are flawless, precise, well rehearsed. He knows his stuff, and wow, is he a smooth talker. Brother Christian, you'll say, this is a courtesy call on behalf of SSI, which stands for Satan Systems International, but he doesn't tell you what it stands for. He says, I'd like to inform you about a limited time offer that if you act quickly, you can avoid giving your tithe at the church because you don't know what they're doing with it anyhow. You can use your own money to get something you want. And we've got a really great deal on unforgiveness and ill will. You can develop a lifelong grudge in seconds and it's so easy. Oh, let me tell you about the special of the day. Little White Lies, why you can get a whole case of them for all kinds of occasions. What about these handy little devices? We call excuses. Why, we've got plenty of them for you to choose from. There's one to keep you from reading your Bible each day because you're so busy. Here's one to help you to avoid prayer time. This one will allow you to sleep in on Sunday mornings. There's one for every occasion that you need. A little excuse that sounds so logical and so real that people will buy into it almost every time. You see what I'm saying? Satan's a master telemarketer. 
He's smooth and silky, and if you let him keep talking, you're asking for trouble. If you don't hang up on him quickly, you might just buy into something you don't really want. There is good news, though. There's a way to get him to shut up, at least for a little while. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. In other words, hang up. Oh, he's most definitely will call again, but at least for now, he'll leave you alone. Make no mistake about it, Christian. Sometimes this week, that spiritual telephone is going to ring and Satan will call you and you can count on it. When he does, Tell him you're not interested and hang up the phone. Close the line. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Uh, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now pay attention to this warning. The strength of a temptation lies in how long you play with the thoughts of yielding to it. What if I did that? You know, the longer you play with the temptation, the stronger it gets and the more apt you are to yield to it. When I was a little boy, my grandma used to read to me every evening. One of the selections she read to me was Laura Wilder's Little House series, which I enjoyed thoroughly. I loved hearing about Laura and Mary and Carrie and Jack the dog. Well, one incident from the books was that when Laura and Mary's pa and ma had to go to town to buy supplies. Now, pa had just harvested the hay for the animals for the winter, and he piled it into a neat haystack. He especially told the girls not to jump on the hay because they would knock it down and scatter the hay. It looked like it would be so much fun to jump into that hay, so after her parents left, Laura decided just one jump wouldn't hurt the haystack, and would it be fun? Hey, that was fun. One jump, and that led to another and to another. She even got Mary into it. They were having a great time. When Pa got home, the stack was scattered all over. Laura and Mary were in a lot of trouble. The problem came when the girls didn't walk away from the haystack. When they thought about how much fun, they ought to have gone someplace else where they weren't being tempted like that. But they stayed there thinking about all the fun jumping in the hay would be. You know, Satan knows if he can get you thinking about the temptation long enough, he can defeat you and cause you to yield. See, the power of the temptation is in how long you dwell on it. If you get way rid of that, that thinking about it and stuff, you, you've won a victory. The way to defeat Satan's enticements is to get away and quit thinking about it. I, I was thinking about the fact there are radio towers all over our country. Each one is putting out a signal on a certain frequency. And if you don't like what is coming in on your radio right now, uh, you don't like the, what that station is offering, you can switch stations and find something more suitable to your taste. Well, when Satan bombards you with temptation, you can switch the station there too. 
Mark Twain used to or said, you can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you don't need to let them nest in your hair. And that's funny because I always thought my grandma made that up, but I guess she read it from Mark Twain. She must have plagiarized. Anyhow, how do I change the station when the devil is tempting me? Well, if you memorize scripture, you can quote scripture to him. Psalm 119 says in verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Or you can learn hymns and choruses to remind yourself how good God is to you. Satan does not enjoy it when you sing hymns or choruses to him glorifying God. You can testify to Satan. Tell him, Jesus Christ has blessed your life. Jesus died on a cross for you. He's promised to forgive your sins. He's promised you a home in heaven for eternity. Ask Satan, then, what has he done for you? It isn't long before he leaves you alone right then. You know, when he knocks at the door, you can get where you just send Jesus to answer and say, Lord, would you take care of this problem for me? You don't have to fall if you don't want to give him a foothold. The comedian Flip Wilson used to get a laugh every time he said, well, the devil made me do it. Listen, as funny as that line seemed to be to everyone, it was totally inaccurate. The devil cannot make you do anything. He can present the temptation, but you are the one who makes the decision. You decide if you're going to have victory or if you're going to be defeated. James 4, 7, and 8 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. There's something I need to clarify. I, I've said it a couple times at church. I've said it a couple times on the podcast. But I think that people get confused here. Some people think that when they are tempted, they must have sinned. But temptation is not sin. I've had people say, well, pastor, should a Christian be tempted? Well, who do you think Satan's trying to defeat? Temptation is when the devil says you will, or no, says will you. Uh, but sin comes when you say I will. So again, let's say that. The devil says will you? That's the temptation. Sin comes when you say I will. Every Christian faces temptation, but every one of us has the ability to say no. Remember 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I said it to you once, but I'll say it again. No temptation is overtaking you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will with the temptation also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. But I need to tell you this. God provides a way, but it's got to be God's way that you use you can't justify going ahead and, and saying yes to the temptation and say, well, I'll just pray later. I, that, that is not a victorious way to go. God provides a way. You find the way he has provided. Put God first in your life and he will show you how to be victorious. Remember, when Satan solicits you, it's not a courteous call. 
It's not for your own good or for your well-being. You don't have to be courteous to Satan. What he's trying to sell you will destroy you and not help you if you buy into it. Keep in mind that the pleasures of sin are only temporary, but the guilt and the consequences of sin are long-lasting and far outweigh the pleasures that sin brings for you. If sin persists, it will lead you to an eternity in hell. And you do not want that. Imagine how awful it would be with no hope to be in that horrible place of hell forever and ever and ever. You do not want that. Let Jesus Christ be your Savior. Learn to follow him. There is a courtesy call that you ought to be answering. The best courtesy call you'll ever get comes from God. He has no hidden clauses, no small print that you'll regret later. He just offers you straightforward the opportunity to find forgiveness from sin and guilt. He wants to make you part of his family, a joint heir with Jesus Christ, his son. Jesus and he wants to provide you with eternal life in this home, in his home in heaven. The Bible says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And I would suggest that if you've not done it yet, you confess your sins to Jesus Christ. Ask him to forgive you, to be your savior. Promise that you're going to live for him and find the fellowship of being part of God's family. John 14, 1 through 3 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And oh, the benefits and joys of obeying God last forever, because God's ways are best. I would remind you, he says, if you accept him, he's prepared a place for you. He's going to come and take you to be with him for all eternity. And as we look at things that are going on in our society today, we look at the different prophecies saying that Jesus is going to come back. It cannot be too long. I would suggest you be ready for when the Lord comes for his church, He's going to take it instantly in a twinkling of an eye. No time to repent. And if you get left behind, what a horrible time you're going to have. And I just would pray that you find Jesus as your Savior now. Dear Father, I'd pray for the people that are listening to this podcast. That, Lord, they will take seriously the fact that you provided a plan of salvation for them. That if they would confess their sins and repent turn their lives around and ask you to forgive them, that they would have eternal benefits. They'll be with you for all eternity. God, help us to take seriously the fact you've given us the invitation, whosoever. I know people say, well, God knows that I'm too sinful. He can't forgive me. No, the Bible says that God forgives whosoever calls upon him. And I, I would pray, God, that each one of us realize Satan cannot put something in our hearts so deep, but what the blood of Jesus Christ can go deeper and cleanse us from all sin. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, thank you. Once again, I invite you to come to the Baptist Church on Sunday, and uh, uh, we will just have good fellowship together. If you want to get in touch with me, you know that you can call me on my phone, 623-845-2741, or you can text me, and I'll try to answer you back. Or my email address is uh, R-E-V-W-M-W-W-O-O-D-S at gmail.com. That'd be Reverend William W. Woods at gmail.com. Or you can write to me in, in uh, the old-fashioned way, Box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona, 86029. God bless you. I, I would just hope that you find the peace that only Jesus Christ can give you while we still have time for you to do that. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.